This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we would agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd and Friends Podcast. Brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Greg Snow sitting in for Todd Bergeth Tuesday afternoon. And we have our guest today is Athletic Director of the Wilmer High School, Ryan Blahosky. But, Ryan, I have said Blahosky for so many years with you. I'm sorry. I, but you you just said people butcher it all the time, right? All the time, yeah. It's I Blukanowski, whatever you want to call. There's been a million different ways that people have said the name. So it's What's Blahosky. the worst one you've heard? Oh, you probably can't say it on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta watch your, uh, watch your, uh, your mouth there a little bit, and that's great. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, for years I would say to Phil Westby, who's in charge of our officiating group, I'd yeah. say Blasky got back to you yet on that, and so Blahosky. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. So how many years you been the AD at Wilmer? Starting 12 this year. So we, we crossed through the decade threshold a little bit, finished 11, and so starting number 12 in Wilmer. Where'd you come from? Well, I grew up just about an hour west of here, out by Madison, Minnesota. Went to Lacroix Valley High School. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I started right when they first opened it. Actually, I started as a sophomore. They opened when I was a freshman. Uh, went to Mankato, got my teaching uh, and AD stuff there, and then... First job was out in Montana on the Crow Indian Reservation. Montana. Yeah. Are you and, a fly uh, fisherman too? I was not. I did okay. do a little fishing out there okay. and some hunting and stuff. Uh, came back after a year, taught at, at Farmington, and then spent six years in Arizona and five in Iowa and now 12 back here. So. You're a world traveler. Yeah, we've made a big loop. So Wow. Well, gl- glad to have you. I, I asked Ryan to come on because yesterday I was, at, I was out in Brookings, South Dakota, and we had the Jackrabbits. Uh, AD on and Ryan and I've been talking about some invoice stuff which we won't we won't b- b- uh, bore everybody with but I thought oh I haven't ever talked to Ryan about athletic director stuff because again the 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 coaches are the high profile I mean we all know it I the Jack Rabbits guy it's they don't interview the athletic director after a basketball right. win or or heading to the you know he isn't the guy that they talk to but you're the guy who puts all this stuff together so. We're coming up on the start of another year. Ryan, do you still get that that excitement of, oh, another school year, here we go? Do you still get that? You do. You, you get the butterflies a little bit. You get the, oh, my gosh, I'm behind, and are we going to get everything <laughs> right. on time and, and ready to go? Um, and you're exactly right. You know, the Friday night football game or the Tuesday night volleyball game, if everything goes off smooth and everything works and everyone shows up, nobody knows the difference. It's right. that one time that – oh my gosh, this official didn't show up, or we have a bookkeeper called in sick at 4 o'clock and can't be here, and now you're scrambling. And, and it's, you know, in the AD world, we, you know, everyone says nobody knows what you do until you sit in that chair. And, um, of course, from my from my standpoint, if everything goes smooth, that's great. I don't, I don't need a pat on the back. I don't want that. Um, you know, my job is to give the coaches what they need and get the athletes ready and get – you know, with Brenda helping out and getting the buses and everything. And if everything goes smooth, we've done our job. Uh, and so that's what you, you shoot for. Ryan, let's talk through that a little bit because I don't think people even understand of how far back this goes. Uh, athletic directors got to line up buses. They got to line up officials. They got to line up scorekeepers. And I know like the Westbys were your scorekeepers for years. Oh, my gosh. All of a sudden they say to you, hey, we're done. And you go, um, okay. Now I got to find somebody, right? But yeah. Talk through some of all those processes of what it takes to get ready for one volleyball game, which is coming up here probably in a week. 
Yep. Um, what is what does that all take for an athletic director? Yeah. So you know, just from a worker standpoint, you need officials for all four levels. Uh, you know, the varsity and JV will yeah. work together. You need line judges for all the courts. You need a, a bookkeeper and a scorekeeper. Then you need a libero tracker for the JV and the varsity. You've got somebody who's got to run the scoreboard, somebody who's got to do the announcing. He, they do the music together with that. you got to get ticket takers lined up. you got to get the tickets ready. Uh, we could touch on that. We've got new online ticketing oh. system. We, we uh, switched over to GoFan this year. Great system. Should be super easy, easy to buy tickets. Uh, you can buy right credit card at the door. You don't have to have don't have to have a, an account or anything. You can just tap and pay, and we'll just two adults tap your card and nice. go. Um, we won't take cash. We haven't taken cash for a couple years now, and so just so people know that, and, and there's other schools in our conference. Everybody will have some sort of online. Some will do a hybrid of online and cash, um, but it's really the trend is going. Everything's going to be online tickets and buying with credit cards at the door. So I, I do want to hit that for a second because my wife and I were in Florida last December, and we couldn't pay cash at any place. Yeah. And again, they were having, it looked like a nine-year-old taking tickets there because it's just so hard to find these people to do this. So you got to dummy, I hate to say dummy it down, but you got to make it almost foolproof, right? Right. And the credit card system, nobody likes it because you got to pay the little fees, but it protects everybody yeah. and makes it easier maybe for the athletic director. I shouldn't say easier, but gives it more people could do it then. It does, and it, and, and it is an easy sim- system. You're going to have your ticket on your phone. We're going to tap the check you in and you're going to walk past us and that's it right um you know the, a huge change from taking cash where you got to count the cash to set set up the box you got to rip the right amount of tickets you got to do the form afterwards so that the money matches the ticket sold you got to count it two people have to count it and it's got to go over to the WEAC and to our business office two people have to count it there and yeah just we show up now and we get reports after the game and people do their tickets and uh yeah, and it, it's it's easier for people to get in. The lines are less. They just walk right past. They have their tickets, and it's smooth. Season passes. Yeah. Everything, Talk us through that. Everything will be online. So we just had our first meeting with GoFan uh, yesterday, and so we're building that as we speak. We did some last night. We'll get them done hopefully today, hopefully have them online and available tomorrow. Uh, they'll be right on where our tickets are. They'll be the top you know, five, six uh, things you can check if you want a single season pass, if you want a family pass, a family pass for three, a family pass for four, that would be the you know mom and dad in the house or the parents that are in in a household, and then the number of uh, Wilmer Public School kids. So, uh, you know, you don't pay for a four-year-old, but if they're in kindergarten through twelfth grade, we don't let college students hang on to mom and dad for that family pass. But right. all of those will be available, and then all of those will show up on your phone as well, and you'll just show that. So. Well, the, the world has gone digital with all this stuff. I mean, yeah. we see it at Twins games. We see it at the Timberwolf game. You know, you can't get in without the fan app. or the, yep. So, again, it, people just do it. They'll figure it out, right? Yeah. I was. We were at the t- uh, Twins game on Saturday. In the hotel, you could use your app on your phone to get into the hotel yes. door. You, you couldn't pay cash anywhere in, in Target Field. It's, it's card only. And uh, everything, yeah, you got to have their app, and the tickets show up right there, and they scan them, and you walk through. So, you know, we're not that sophisticated, but uh, it's the same, you know, same thought. You know, everybody's buying Amazon, whatever they're buying online. They're using credit cards. There's a few people that we, we have to 
to work through, you know, maybe their neighbor or their buddy will come yep. in, we'll buy their ticket for them because they didn't bring their card that day or something. And we worked through a couple of those. But sure. after we're in year three now, it, it's and it's the whole CLC conference, and most of our opponents are all online tickets as well. Well, as basketball officials, when I walk into your gym, I don't think about that stuff, right? Yeah. I'm like, where's my locker room? Right. You know, where am I going to change? I didn't think I had to pay to get in the ref tonight. So, so again, this is good information. Uh, concession stands still cash, though, right? It, it will. We will transition to that. Okay. We have to build that backside so that we can have that point of sale. So we'll transition into that because we just got on uh, literally yesterday. Sure. Uh, we'll have the tickets for Friday. Friday's our first home event with our swimming invite. Uh, concession stand isn't where it used to be. It used to be right in the corner where oh. you walked in, and it was just a congested mess with somebody in line for popcorn and somebody trying to buy tickets. So we actually moved that down to the northeast corner, uh, kind of by the cafeteria. So brand new concession stand down there, really? um, all remodeled and ready to go. So that should be up and running. Uh, they were delivering coolers when I left the school. So uh, it should really help with the flow coming in because it's such a busy corner. You know, the band kids, if yeah. they got pet band, and, and it's just chaos there. And people coming in for swimming or youth wrestling, and are they going here or going there? And so this should really streamline it and make things nice. So was that a dream of yours for some time, to kind of move it somewhere because of all that congestion? You know, when they built the school, if you look at the blueprints, that room where we're at now is actually labeled as a concession stand. Okay. And where our concession stand was was supposed to be a ticket booth. Oh, sure. Uh, but, it's of course, it's secluded back, and it's wide open hallways any direction. Yeah. It's tough to get, you know, to get people yep. to go to the right spot. So we always have that counter in front that just, you know, that point of sale for yep. people to get to. So we're actually moving into what, what, 94, I think, the school opened. That, that's where the concession stand was supposed to be. Wow. So we did a remodel. We, you know, blew out a hole in the wall so you can serve right into the hall there and stuff. And it's it's fantastic. should be great for our for our groups that work it and it should be very easy for our people to get in and out and not have to worry about the cold doors and and people trying to pay tickets and halftime yeah. it's just a, a mess out there well i know you come down and play in the um in the brandon steffel when we're down at the ogc um am i safe to say that football's kind of a big one for you because you support that football is that is that something I do. That you, you know there's a- you know, you, you've got things you did, right? So yeah. there, I, w- I played football, basketball, baseball. So there's things you're passionate about. and um, But, uh, you know, from the chair I sit, I, it, to me it doesn't matter which athlete is playing what. Uh, you know, the joy of watching a kid, uh, you know, to take a snapshot of one game or one contest. But what I really enjoy is seeing a kid go from, you know, coming in their freshman year, they're a, a, a gangly uncoordinated mm-hmm. or something like that, and then they blossom and they end up being having a really solid senior year and just watching that transition and watching them grow, not as only as an athlete, but, uh, you know, just a good student and, and being a good person and, you know, hopefully learning those life lessons. We, we talk a lot about, if you know Wilmer High School, there's double doors at the cafeteria there, and, and one side is the academic wing and one side is the activities wing. And we talk a lot about what happens on the academic wing, gets your foot in the door, gives you the background, gives you the knowledge to be successful or to do something. What you learn on our side is going to make you successful with your team when you get there. I mean, a lot of employers, they're going to hire you, and then they're going to train you to what they want you to do. you got to have that background knowledge. you gotta, yeah. you got to know your stuff. But when the chips are down or you're working with four people on a team on a project and someone's not pulling their weight, you can relate all that back to a high school sports team. And, you know, gosh, we went through a slump and lost a couple straight or somebody got hurt and somebody else had to step up. So all those life lessons you learn in sports, I really think that translates into being a a successful person at whatever job you're going to be, whether, you know, you're a Fortune 500 company, whether you're working uh, in a family business or whether you're just a professional, whatever, whatever your your 
path is in life, you'll use those things when the chips were down, picking yourself up, uh, being a good teammate, you know, just being a good person and how that really plays through. I texted you about I wanted to kind of touch philosophy. So I kind of I, I really appreciate that because that's that's a big deal. I've heard um, back to the Fortune 500, I heard a lot of these companies, they look to hire college athletes. Yeah. They just know how to work in a team environment. And I don't, I don't care what you do. Um, you can be a lawyer that works, you know, I just go try cases. Well, you still have a team. Yep. You yep. still have people that you have to rely on and that, that you have to fulfill your end of the bargain. So as an athletic director, um, how often do you have those discussions with your coaches? You know, I think, well, you know, something we talk about with every coach, you know, when they come on, you know, and then we've got review, you know, meetings throughout the year, you know, it, probably and maybe doesn't happen as often as it should, you know, with a set monthly meeting busy. or whatever. But, yep. you know, it, it's, I think it's a constant com- conversation with us. And you know, we talk about doing all the little things, you know, the scoreboard will be where it is at the end of the year. But if you take care of, you know, be making your team into a team and a family and, and respecting each other and, and playing hard and giving all their effort, typically they'll overachieve as a team because every kid will find their role, will do their best at their role, and the team will be better because of it. And then the scoreboard typically ends up where it should be anyways, right? There's so yeah. many factors there. Maybe you just don't have the talent, right, or whatever it is. You might have, you know, I I had one of my worst win-loss seasons as a coach was one of my best seasons, I think, as a coach, just with the talent we had and what we actually got out of the kids. Sure. And, and so you walk out like, man, that we didn't do very good on the scoreboard and the win-loss, but those kids came out of that season. They had fun. They enjoyed it. We competed where we probably shouldn't have right. had we not counted on each other, didn't have the respect for each other, didn't pull the weight for everyone else and just do your job. And, uh, you know, a loss isn't a bad thing, especially if you can find things that you did well and make you a better person and player after that. So Wilmer uh, obviously does a lot more sports than many of the surrounding communities. You know, yeah. a Raymond, a Bold, just can't handle those kind of programs, right? So the high school league says we're going to add boys volleyball. What does that <laughs> What does that do for an athletic director? Does your Do you just go no, we can't add one more thing, or do you say all right, let's figure out what we're going to do here? Yeah, I think you know you can go back to lacrosse as well. You know, volleyball. It's um, it's tough in the out state, and, and we are the the big kid on the block for yeah. schools around here. Doesn't necessarily mean we have tons and tons more athletes available to us, right? There's factors that play into to kids not participating, and I think overall participation is tough even yes. in the smaller schools it's going down there's so many other things for kids to do electronics whatever we we could have a lot of podcasts on that probably but oh yeah uh it for me when i look at it i, I really the biggest factor is gonna be what season are they going to put it in are they going to put it in the spring right. or are they going right. to put it in the fall i think we have a ton of kids in wilmer high school that would be interested in boys volleyball uh i think if 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 they get the club going and they start to build the youth and it shows that it can be a uh, perpetuating itself with kids and coaches and, and getting officials, you know, we're going to need more officials regardless of where it is, because those volleyball officials in the fall might be baseball or softball officials in the spring. And so they can't do both. A lot of times they're not just a one sport official. Right. So, um, there's going to be a need to be more coaches. There's going to be facility concerns. Uh, and even though, yeah, we've got 25 varsity sports, we've got, I think 72 total teams out of those 25. Um, we get, pretty thin on the talent end in some of those as well you know it's it's tough and and if you don't have good youth programs feeding them up uh, you get a small class here or there that can affect a a program for three or four years as they come through so let's head on this um we talked a little off air about it but i i I just want to get your thoughts and how you know maybe maybe you pump it up a little bit so down at bold um 
you you knew I was the basketball coach for a couple of years, right? Didn't go very well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when I applied, Ryan, I was the only applicant. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't that Greg was the best candidate. Greg was the only candidate. I love talking to the third person. I, from an AD perspective, this isn't, I mean, that was 10 years ago. This, this isn't just a recent deal. This has been 15, 20 years. Absolutely. How do we, what do we need to tell people right now? Anybody who's listening, what, what's our pitch to them of, I, I told you off air, my two nephews, and I'll call them, I hope they listen to this. I call them out. They were two of the, two of the best players down at St. Charles High School. You need to do something with the sport. Yeah. And I'm talking basketball that they were in. Uh, you, this can go to swimming. This can go to tennis. This can go to anything. You need volunteers. You need workers. Some of these are real paid positions. And then you go right to coaching. Of, I mean, I'm guessing you don't have eight coaches to pick from sitting through and got to interview seven people You know, to get there. It's probably just not that, is it? Yeah, most of the time the candidate pool is one or two deep. Uh, and sometimes that one is only because we've gone out and sought them out and said, <laughs> Will you please apply for this? Right. Uh, I think and that could even go further into just the teaching field as well. I think my first teaching job, there was over 400 applicants, and now you might get one or two if you're right. lucky for, for an opening. You know, So it is hard, It's and, and there's so many things that you can do. You don't have to be the coach. You don't have to be the head coach that's running everything. That's not a glamorous job at times. People, you know, there's a lot to do. It's not just X's and O's and, and running a practice and coaching some games. Um, you can be a volunteer, you can run the scoreboard, you could announce, you could be a ticket taker. You're right, just giving back. Something that you enjoyed in your life that gave you a ton of, of experience and pleasure, made you a better person. These kids now need that for, you know, somebody did it for you when you were, someone did it for me when I was in high school, someone did it for you. Gotta, we just need those people to come and give back. And everyone's time is precious, right? I get that. Um, but we do. We pay every position. I mean, there's very few true volunteers that that are that you'll see at any game. Right. Uh, you know. But to put on a, a basketball game, gosh, we probably need 25, 28 people. When you look at ticket takers, we just added shot clock for you. Yeah. Now we get shot clocks. So we got one more person yeah. at the table every time. So it's not just like three people can pull this off. You get a big crowd. You need some help with that. You've got a lot of. A lot of things to take care of. You need six people in the concession stand or on the concession. You yeah. know, it's there's a lot of things. So, yeah, any I just anybody that has any sort of an inkling and, and any passion for a sport, find a way to give back. It, it could be summer volunteering, coaching, helping out the head coach, taking that. It could be working out and just being uh, helping with the fundraiser for a program. It can be working at a table for us, uh, running chains for a lower level football game. You know, there's so many things. There's so many positions. I, I don't know. I, I When I was first here, I counted up how many positions we hired each year, and, and I don't want to say the number because I'll be wrong. Um, Guess you know, low. Guess low. It, it's, it's like 350 different positions we hire throughout the year. So like a football scoreboard, <laughs> yeah. a boys' basketball scoreboard, a girls' basketball scoreboard, a volleyball scoreboard, well, that's five positions, mm-hmm. right? So it's like 300. I shouldn't even say that. It could be way more than that. <laughs> well, it probably is. It, it, it's, I mean, it could three be way more. chain guys, right? It's, or is it a four-man four, deal? No. Four-man, yep. <laughs> for you every get, level. Three for our lower levels, four for the varsity. Oh. you got three people up in the booth. You've got a couple people working site supervisor. you got ticket takers. Uh, you know, you got 
trainer coming out there, you know, just for a, for one varsity football game. Now take a boys basketball game where you've got four levels going on. Yeah. So you need officials for each game. You need book and clock for each game. You need ticket takers, different spots. And then we're switching. Okay, so we need eight for that one. We need eight for that one. We need eight for that. You know, there's 20 or 30 people oh. working on one given night. Okay, you know. so Ryan, we struck a chord with somebody today. Somebody, <laughs> Hopefully, I somebody hope so, listening yes. heard this. What should they do? They call your office, call get, the athletic department. Yep. What, do you, what do you want from them? Just give me a call, shoot me an email, shoot me a text. My my school phone is all over. Just say, hey, I heard you. I heard your podcast. What you guys, what you and, and Greg were talking about, and I'd like to give it a shot. What What do you need? Just let us know, and and we can find something from the lowest level of of you know, effort to put in or, or, yeah. or very easy to do to, gosh, I'd really like to get into officiating. Uh, we've seen it, you know, probably the last five years really decline. I mean, games are getting canceled, postponed, rescheduled. We've got football teams that are playing an afternoon game. That crew is working that. And then they're going to a different school and working at an evening Saturday game. Saturday football games now. Saturday football. We've got two Thursday football games this, this year. This year because of officials. Yeah. Well, partially, I, partially, but we were asked to play a Thursday game out in our district to help with officials. And yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, And then when you look at the officials, there's probably a lot more gray hair than there is, uh, you know, younger looking uh, heads out there. I see a couple up there, Greg. So, you know, but that crew isn't getting any younger either. You know, I... To make I'm almost a, 50. To make a long-term change, I'm not quite there, but I'm I not far be behind. I used to be one of the young guys. Yeah, right. I used to be one, not long ago, I yeah. was a young, oh, the young guys. Yeah. That was me. You can probably count on one hand how many young guys you know in the last few years have gotten into right. it, and how many have retired yeah. out, you know, so. Ryan, 20 minutes goes fast. Gosh, I told you this really? over here. Time is up. Thank you so much for helping me and coming in today. Um, I, I love these talks because... You're right. People don't know what you do until something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, hey. And we always say this about officiating, right? Yeah. It's You don't notice us until you do. Yeah. And yep. then it's a problem because we really don't want to be noticed. And I know some people disagree with that because we do like to have fun out there. But it is one of those things that you want the game to just, oh, we didn't have any big calls tonight. This was so nice. Yeah. fun night. So thanks a lot for coming Thank in. you. Appreciate it, Greg. All right. That's Ryan Blahosky. I think I said that right on today's Todd and Friends podcast brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC. We hope you all have a wonderful Tuesday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.